Okay, so b- before we get started, I have another joke. Oh, I have a joke too. Okay, so you go first. Okay, what do you call a hen looking at a pile of lettuce? Enlighten me. Chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how, how do you know the difference between a regular joke and a dad joke? How? Well, you should know. It's apparent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are good jokes. <laughs> Welcome and welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad. Today we are going to be discussing Demon Slayer Mugen Train. This is the new movie that came out last year but has just released on Funimation. But before we get into that, how are you doing, Brad? Brad is tired. Yeah. It's been a long week mm-hmm. and I've still got more ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been house-sitting, which is nice, but I have learned a thing. What? Tub Club in the summer is not healthy. <laughs> no, I bet not. Uh, I I feel like I about gave myself a heat stroke the other night. Yeah, you have to listen to the, what is it, like 15, 10 minutes in a hot tub? Uh, well, you see, I feel like during the winter, that can go fuck off because nobody's going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. However, during summer, that's, that's probably more accurate because I was out there for about maybe an hour. I watched two episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen while I was out there propped up on my iPad. Mm-hmm. And I... Got up to get out of the hot tub after it was done, because like, I should probably let the dogs in, let them eat, you know, all that fun stuff. Well, I get up and go to step out of the hot tub, and then everything was, like, going dark. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, that's not good. Stay awake. Don't don't fall asleep. Yeah, I've done that before. Um, not with a hot tub specifically, but I like to have really hot baths and hot showers. Mm-hmm. And um, I have gotten out of those a couple of times and had to sit on the bathroom floor while I regained consciousness. <laughs> Yeah, whenever I had my spell last year, whenever I had that really bad bout of poison ivy, mm-hmm. I think it was like right after I moved back here from Clayton. Yeah. Dear God. Like, I, that was the hottest and longest shower I've ever took. And as soon as I stepped out, I was like, I fell into the floor. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a thing. This is a thing. Yeah, I really like to read books in the bath. It's just like a chilling, relaxing thing. And um, I sometimes get way too involved in the books and yeah, then then end up on the floor. So I understand. It's unhealthy. So, we shouldn't do it, but we do it anyway. So Blue officially likes to ruin her books by getting them moist. I get it. Depends on the books. Some books I'm very careful with, but um, I am a frequent shopper at a secondhand bookshop that I very much enjoy. And uh, those books there are normally, they normally come to me pretty tatty. So I don't mind taking them into the bathroom. <laughs> They're like, fuck these books. Water. <laughs> Water. Well, I don't like soak them, you know. But, uh, that's yeah, not might... what I'm hearing. Blue they... ruins books. No, they might just Confirmed. get a bit steamy as well. And sometimes wet finger uh, yeah, prints yeah. on them. But yeah, that's that's pretty much been my week. Just pretty much house sitting and mm-hmm. almost dying. How How's your week been? Not too crazy. I mean, it, lots of like things happen Life, you know, happens. Uh-huh. I did some sketching. We went out to the mountains for a little while. And so I went and did some sketching of the wild strawberries. There's wild strawberries all over the place in Alberta. And a couple of other Fancy. little, like, shrubs and plants. Did some did some sketching of those. And, oh, I've been, like, tinkering around with the idea of making a, like, magical book for, like, D&D. 
But Ooh, like that would be interesting. Yeah, so it's like I would do my plant sketches, but they would be like not real plants, and then I would do a brief description of like the climate that they would grow in, the in, like things that they need, maybe some other local fauna and flora and fauna. I can never say that. <laughs> And like maybe, you know, just like little things that give more context to the plant and then things that are like the plant can do, you know, there's like a purpose for it, whether it's like a poison or a a food or a, you know, something like that. And then just like make a little group, like a little book of all of them coming together and Mm -hmm. and, and maybe put it up for people who like D&D and other like role playing games and stuff who maybe need like something to reference every now and again i mean honestly you know who you could send that to right yeah <laughs> because i know teddy would be all over that mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I know my brother would be super interested in it. well he's a dm and i know that like mm-hmm. so i know that like it's something that people would would enjoy but yeah so I, I don't know i've been playing around with it my mom's kind of been helping me with it because she likes writing like really short stories so mm-hmm. um, i was thinking that maybe she could write like little tiny short stories to go with them um that you can either take if you want or not but like it would be from like the uh, advent it would be like an adventurer's log i guess where they would go mm-hmm. around and like write little blurbs about the plant but then also like the short diary entry from the the adventurer as well which i thought was cute a cool idea oh my god if it ever took off like you could make one like a collector's edition that would be leather bound yeah like, make it look like it's on like a little handwritten notebook thing yeah i love you could that. make a fucking killing doing I, that yeah it's something i've been playing around with i've done two sketches so far of two different plants one of them i know exactly mm-hmm. what it's gonna be but i don't i don't want to spoil it so i'm gonna keep it in my brain for now mm-hmm. um and then the other one like i've drawn the thing but i don't really know what it does yet if that makes sense but yeah i've been mm-hmm. tinkering around with it and i think i might continue with it i want to try and get like maybe a hundred plants i think that would be like a lot but if i could do like 50 i'd be really happy with that but i think i want to mm-hmm. try and do like a hundred but yeah i don't know it's something i've been playing around with i mean i i would be game for it yeah. i would certainly acquire it yeah we'll see play around with it mess around you never know. <laughs> never know. Never know. What else have I done this week? Oh, I read a whole new book. So you came very early prepared for book club, and I have not. <laughs> However, I will pretend I came ready for book club by That's talking fine. about the manga a lot whenever we get to our topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't intend to read a whole book, but I picked it up and could have put it down. And it was like 700 pages, and I read it in three days. So basically, you read The Goblet of Fire in three days. Yeah, basically. Actually, I think that's closer to The Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, Goblet of Fire is 800? Is it 800? Order of the The Phoenix is 800. No, Order of the Phoenix is 800. Order of the Phoenix is the biggest. Goblet of Fire is Yeah, I was going to say, I think Goblet of Fire is like 650? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I I think it's the next biggest. Yeah, I remember... Oh no, Deathly Hallows, I think, is second biggest to Order of the Phoenix. I thought it was, like, tied with Goblet of Fire, and then you had the Half-Blood Prince, Prisoner of Azkaban, the Chamber of Secrets, and then Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, I like how you call it Philosopher's Stone. I'm only doing it because it was you. If it was anybody else, it'd be the Sorcerer's Stone. It pleases me greatly. No, I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, man, I bend my life (laughs) for these conversations with you. It it just happens. (laughs) 
I'm basically half British. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, you're honorary British, according to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be knighted? I can't even be knighted, so... So, you know, have you seen those ads to where you can buy, like, a square foot of property in Scotland and be called a lord or a lady? Mm-hmm. That is possible, yeah. You want to do that as, like, a podcast thing just for shits and giggles? We could do. I already have a title, though. Technically, you do as well, but it's less prevalent. I'm sorry, excuse me? Uh, so, I am a, a maid of Kent. That is my title. It just means I was born on one side of a river in Kent, because you can either be a Kentish maid or a maid of Kent. I am a maid of Kent. Yeah, that's. it just means I'm unmarried and was born on one side of a river. That's what it means. But, like, you technically would have a title. You would be man of wherever you were born. Man of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your title. Technically. I, I, I think I would much rather buy a square foot of land in Scotland and just go by the name Lord Brad Garand from now on. <gasps> Get one for the podcast for Prickles, and it would be Lady Prickles. Lady Prickles, yeah. No, <gasps> but Get like one for Tilly too, and it could be Lady Tilly or Lady Bean. Lady Bean, <laughs> Lady Bean. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It is a thing in in the UK. I think it is more like yeah. I don't know. I that it's that's just what I mean. If we were back in. 612 or whatever and you were introducing yourself you would be man of tennessee well you wouldn't because tennessee didn't exist but you know (laughs) i am man of not even thought of yet i would still be made of kent because kent has been around for a long time i think it was a country then or maybe that was a little bit later i don't know it's been a while since i did british history what no it hasn't been that long (laughs) not that long only like 13 years yeah, I was going to say, what has it been, 13 years? No, no, no that, that's not long at all. No, not at all. But yeah, I read a book. I read a book about the Saxons and the, the um, yeah, the Celts and the Saxons and the Danes and the, the, the whole thing. And it was like a historical fiction. And it was really good. And I enjoyed it very much. And I've ordered the second book because I enjoyed the first book so much. And I'm excited, and it's coming next week on the same day that I have my appointment where they're going to inject the painkillers into my wrist. So that's going to be Move. my reward. Yeah, reward. Book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how how dare you come to two podcasts in a row, overly prepared for book club, and here I am, like, I'm a... I'm a... How's it? I will watch a whole other anime next week. Sure, why not? Actually, just kidding. I have VBS next week, so I'm barely going to finish whatever the hell we're covering what next week. We what are we covering next, next? I'm pulling it up right now, uh, and we wins. got... Uh, Rising of Shield Hero. And, um, yeah, uh, that's that's all I did this week, though, so... Mm, so shall we, shall we get into some news? Yes, let's get into some news. All right, so while we have... While this has been the year that we have been graced by the presence of second seasons we are finally getting the second season of saga of tanya the evil Hmm. so the second season has been announced however we don't have an official release date yet all we know is that apparently it's completely finished so it's 100 percent done the studio has just refused to let us know when the fuck they're gonna release it right that's that's big boo yeah because I want to watch it. Yeah. I enjoyed the first season. Have you seen any of it or know anything about it? No, I haven't. I, I don't know much. 
So the saga of Tanya the Evil is essentially a dude who does not believe in God at all. He's just a really big corporate billionaire, like full of himself, all that other fun shit. Well, he is going home on a train one night, dude that he fired or some shit like that. I don't know. Either way, dude pushes him in front of a moving train, but God stops time. And he's like, all right, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to reincarnate you into another world and I will give you all the power in the world. Mm hmm. If you pray to me before you use that power just to actually make you believe in me. Right. And then dude gets smacked by a train and then reincarnated into like a World War II-esque type world, but it's World War II with magic. Huh. So you basically have dude who is reincarnated as a blonde-headed woman <laughs> child and at like 10 or 12 years old is leading basically the German army, but with magic. It's a fucking acid trip. It's good. Like, it's a good show. But it's an acid trip, man. It sounds like the biggest acid trip. But yeah, I'm excited for the second season whenever we get around to it. If I ever find time to throw it on the schedule, I might just throw it on there just to see what you think about it. Mm -hmm. But it's a good show. It's definitely not in my, like, top five isekais of all time. Mm -hmm. But it's still really good. It sounds really interesting and um, does it sounds, yeah, sounds like a a trip on the acid. (laughs) I... I enjoy, like, bullshit, uh... It's nice to take a break Like, takes on history. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, in its own little world. Like, it's not, like... It's not one of those animes that you can tell is, like, trying to copy something. Right, yeah. So, it's definitely good for those kind of things. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're right, it does take, like, a break from the standard, uh, things that we like to cover. Yes, it's... I mean, anime, at times, even if, like, the anime that you're watching isn't presented like you're there in April. For instance, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is a really good example of this. You could go into something thinking that it's like not super heavy, it's like lighthearted, or it's like just action-packed, or you know, it's kind of like a shoot-em-up type of film. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they hit you with feelings that you weren't expecting. Yeah, speaking of feelings this week, my god. Yeah. And uh, and then every now and again you need to watch something that's just stupid and an acid trip. So I'm all for those kinds of animes. Oh my god, guess what I show Tree this week? <laughs> Keijo? Tanaka-kun. Tanaka? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And? Oh, he lost his shit whenever Tanaka just yeeted that racket. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I, I about fell out of the chair. I couldn't contain myself for some reason. That's just my favorite part about that entire anime. Mm. was just that skin of him just throwing the racket. Yeah. Like, oh, Ota, I want to try that too. Yeet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's a fun time. I'm so glad he enjoyed that. I'm gonna have to get him to watch more of it. I'm still trying to get him to watch ReZero, but the first episode for him is just fucking cursed. Oh, yeah. He gets like 15 minutes through the first episode, and then child starts crying, or his wife needs something, and I'm like, hey, anime's important too. (laughs) You don't need to care for the humans around you. Anime is more important. Anime is life. Why do you think I'm still single? And just all alone watching anime by myself. All by myself. 
Just kidding. I have you to pester for the rest that, of my life with anime. That is true. That is true. You, 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 you poor soul. I, you have my condolences. It's okay, because I'll pester you also about anime. And I tell you about witchcraft, which is very interesting. It seems like all of the people that are, like, important integral figures in my life seem to be Christians, and I'm a witch, and I don't understand how this works, but it is. But, I mean, on the flip side, though, like, as a Christian, I find that shit interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not the kind of Christian that's like, oh, God can heal all things. Because, I mean, although technically you believe it, but also, obviously, there are doctors for a fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there are, you know, natural ways of healing that in our realm of religion, <clears throat> you know, are like God sent, whether it be doctors or plants or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, you know, witchcraft is very much an integral part of healing. So, therefore... You know, I I have no issues with it whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, I, I don't know. It's just because, like, because I'm a, a hereditary witch, like, I grew up with it. My mom practices, my granddad practices, my great-grandma practiced. Like, it's, it's the thing that's been in my family for so many generations that I don't really, like, there are times now, especially as an adult, I do things, and then people look at me so strangely, and I don't understand that what I did was just, like, a witchcraft practice. And until, mm. until now, like I'm learning about them now as an adult, that's like, oh, normal people don't keep locks of hair and baby teeth. Like, sorry, didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, hey, you do you. I, I don't care. <laughs> I have all of my baby teeth. I didn't know that that was weird. I crush my eggshells because otherwise somebody can make a doll out of them and control your body. Like, excuse me? <laughs> So when you crack an egg, you know you have two shells. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My granddad always told me I've never, I've never known how you do it, but this is it's. I don't know like the practice of it. I don't practice that kind of magic, so I don't know. But um, yeah, apparently, if you take somebody's hair with the root attached and a shell, an eggshell that they cracked themselves, you can use that to make some kind of like a poppet or a voodoo doll equivalent. And yeah, so it was it was always something that my granddad and then my mom made me always like crush my eggshells. So you never have two full halves. Okay, so I'm for one, I'm flabbergasted at myself for not giving a shit about the locks of hair and the baby teeth, but I draw my line <laughs> at crushing eggshells. <laughs> but for two, the fuck <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't I don't know anything about it other than that. I mean, it's it's one of those things that like was never spoken of because it wasn't it was dark practices and evil and you know. Yeah, I was, so I was about are... to say also typical like wizard and witchcraft shit. You don't do this because this is bad. We also won't yeah. teach you how to do this so that way you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know that I'm not supposed to like, leave my eggshells. So I'll always, like, because my dad, he doesn't believe in any of it, right? He's complete atheist. And my brother is as well. So they, like, my brother doesn't cook, so he doesn't crack eggshells. But when my dad cracks eggs, he never crushes the shells. So I'm always, like, <laughs> finding myself going through the compost bin that we have on our, that, like, next to our sink. We just have a little compost bin that we then take out to the compost. Um, I'm going through it every time he has eggs, and I'm just, like, crushing the shells <laughs> after him. <laughs> Walking out there and crushing the shells. That's it's hilarious. such a habit yeah it's such a habit but i i did it when i went to go live with the twins for a while i went to their um in their kitchen and i did it and i remember one of them commenting on it being like why did you just do that you had clean hands and now you have gunk all over your hands and i'm like oh because witchcraft 
and they're both Christian and they're just looking at me like they're used to it by now so they're just like oh okay uh, that's fine, I just I love guess. how that's your excuse like from now on if you ever do anything why did you do that witchcraft <laughs> like <laughs> my god yeah I don't know it's just such a thing that like I grew up with that like I don't I don't notice when I'm doing things until other people comment on it and I'm like wait you don't do that in your household <laughs> that's hilarious yeah oh my goodness Anyway, back to the news. Yeah, so, I'm excited. You you probably won't be excited because, you know, you live in the middle of nowhere. But, <laughs> Josie the Tiger and the Fish is officially coming to select theaters July 12th through 14th in North America. <clears throat> I'm so excited! That's fun. That's fun, yeah. I just, I can't wait. I want to, uh, I'm ready to cry. I say I'm ready to, cr- ready to cry. I fucking cried this week with our topic, man. I also cried. Did you? <laughs> I did. Oh, this this is news. I'm I'm so happy. <laughs> I shouldn't be happy because I, you cried, but my god, I'm so happy. I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't I I really didn't think I was gonna. Like I got quite far into the situation that makes you cry. And and you just started. but then there's like Yeah, it was just like there's this one image of like importance, I guess. Oh, like at the very end, whenever it like officially mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. We will get to that. that. I, I have I have something to talk about with that because yeah. it specifically and- strays from the manga just for that particular ah. point. And it's just subtle enough to where if you've read the manga, because I read the manga before I watched the film, whenever I got mm-hmm. to that point, I remember exactly what was said. So mm-hmm. whenever that bit came it was different, and it broke me. Aww. Like, I was sitting in the theater, and this was a packed-out theater, COVID-wise. So, you know, we were socially distanced rows and all that other... But regardless. Yeah. Like, it broke me to where I literally would just, like, slump back in my chair and was just sobbing to myself. You know, along with almost everybody else in the theater, too. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I was... I don't think... I'm, I'm curious to know about if people would cry watching this movie if they hadn't seen the series previously, because I don't know that you would have the same attachment. But yeah, I don't I don't know, because both of us have obviously had the context to the movie, but the movie is also very standalone. Like you can watch the movie and you will understand what's going on all throughout the movie. Yeah, they give you enough context where you can watch it on its own and not have seen the rest of the show and be totally fine. Yeah. However I do think that you should watch the series first, though, because there isn't a lot of the same depth in this film that you get in the series just because it's a film. They mm-hmm. can't fit as much stuff in. And so I feel like if you hadn't seen the series beforehand, some of the characters could come across as quite flat. I don't necessarily think. Well, then again. So if you had never seen the show before, Zenitsu and Anosuke would be very tropey. Mm-hmm. But if you've seen the show, <laughs> you know how they are, so they're just the adorable misfits. <laughs> but we'll yeah. we'll get to it, and because also, my god, I want to talk to you about those dreams, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the dreams, and and we get to see Zenitsu, oh, I, I, that might be a spoiler, so, but like, Zenitsu doing the thing again. Yep, every time he does the thing, it's just badass, but also the way that he does the thing this yes. time, and like, when he does it, I'm like... You go, boy. <laughs> yeah, for the purpose that he doesn't. Yeah. We're, anybody who hasn't seen it is going to be hella confused right now. Oh, they're going to be but very yeah, it confused. Is out, 
yeah, it is out on Funimation. So if you haven't seen it and you do have a Funimation subscription, hop on over there, watch it. Uh, because it is, it's really, really good. Also, watch it sub, not dub. The only thing that's good about the dub, I've watched this movie twice this week, by the way. Mm-hmm. I watched it sub the first time because I literally had a boys' night to where I invited a bunch of my friends over and we watched it. But I decided to watch it dubbed on its own. <laughs> Just for, I have no excuse. I just wanted to see how terrible it actually was. Mm-hmm. I'm not shit talking dub actors at all. This is has absolutely nothing to do with that. Some dub actors are amazing. Most most of the voice actors were good picks. I just have an issue with a Nosuke's voice actor. Mm-hmm. I think that was a bad casting call, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Just solely my opinion. Don't don't at me in the comments, or you can. I don't care. I read all the comments <laughs> anyway. Regardless, um, but. So the scene after what happens happens and Tanjiro goes after the one thing and like he's just shouting. Yeah. Mate. Like Tanjiro's voice actor like put his heart and soul into that. Mm-hmm. Like that was like perfect 10 out of 10 voice acting. Yeah. Everything else? Meh. Eh. Eh. Yeah. So before we carry on about any more Demon Slayer shit just because I know we're going to ramble about it a lot. So. Yeah couple more pieces of news one cyberpunk is back on the playstation store oh okay because i'm sure you remember how we talked about sony just pulling that shit after it dropped because it wasn't playable yeah well apparently this was just an article that i saw i didn't actually take the time to read it but apparently cd project red has come out and said don't get it oh yeah that was the thing interesting so literally the week it comes back on the store they're like oh yeah by the way don't (laughs) Don't. And they're the don't. ones who push to have it go back on the store, at least for PS4. Apparently PS5 is fine and stable, but PS4, leave it alone. Interesting. So I don't I don't know the full story behind that, but I feel for the guys at CD Projekt Red. But also, if you can't get your damn game to work, don't push for it to go back on the store, regardless of how much money you've lost. Yeah, it honestly sounds like that there is a huge war between the accounting firm and everybody else. Yeah, because everybody else is like, why the fuck are you doing this? And the accounting people are like, money. Yeah. And, like, I understand, like, a project has to make money to be able to pay the employees and keep the project going and make more stuff. But, like, if the project doesn't work, then you're not going to make any money. You're just going to disappoint your fans and people are not going to buy the next game that you release. Yeah. So. Here's how you make all your money back. Make more Witcher 3 DLC and release that. <laughs> You'll make your money back, I promise. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sorry, that was kind yeah. of a dick move. It's right, <laughs> but that was kind of a dick move on my part. <laughs> but finally, last piece of news. So the Demon Slayer game has an actual release date for the US and North America. Nice. October 10th. Okay. So I'm excited. Halloween release. Pretty much. So what I may end up doing is I may end up hijacking the YouTube channel and streaming Demon Slayer to it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Do that. I mean, Do the thing. Might as well. I have all the login info. No one's going to stop me except for, well, you. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I stop you? I don't know. <laughs> Just to be petty. No, you can't do it. I mean, if anybody's the petty one <laughs> out of this friendship, it would be me. I'm supposed to be petty. Like, according to my, like horoscope and and shit i don't know i'm supposed to be like always after revenge and uh, you know aggressive i don't believe in horoscopes horoscopes are just generalizations yeah i think well it's uh, uh when it comes to like astrology and stuff there's so much more that goes into it like if you're going to study it there's so much more that goes into it 
than just what your star sign is. Because, like, how many people were born in the same month as you? And they all have the same fortune? Like, <laughs> what? No, that doesn't make any sense. Well, apparently, uh, it, like, this... goes more in-depth to that because you have, like, rising sun and rising moon and, you know, all this it other does. shit. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it does. So it's all about, like, the where the stars and the planets and everything were the second that you were born and in the location that you were born. Obviously yeah, it's like born, what time you in... were born, where you were born, all of that shit yeah. plays in. Yeah. To a factor in it. And it like, plays this in. Is, and uh-uh. because of that, it also goes, ties into, um, like, the climate of the day you were born and the plants that were in bloom in the day you were born and, and the the gemstones, like your birthstone and stuff. It's like a whole in-depth thing that I haven't really delved too far into because, like I said before, I'm a hereditary witch. So that doesn't mean that I practice, like, Wiccan or... Uh, like other kind of specific witchcraft because like our witchcraft is from my family line Mm -hmm. you know i was gonna say i would much rather like take a leap and believe in your plant witchcraft before Mm. i would believe in that shit yeah they're all well they do tie uh, tie together and some some people believe that like where the stars were born affects how like plants grow so for instance like you harvest certain plants on certain phases of the moon on like moon cycles because they're supposed to give you better like magical properties like if you harvest it on a full moon or if you harvest it on a new moon or a crescent moon or whatever but isn't that like um, generalization for plants anyway because they're obviously going to bloom better or be better at certain times anyway it it does work like that. There is there is actual it, the thing about it is is that all of this witchcraft was created before we had our knowledge of science, right? So that is it is true that that is like certain phases of the moon, certain plants give you better properties because that's when they bloom properly because that's when there is enough moisture in the air or they're they're I don't know they got enough sun or something like that. Farmers and are so witches confirmed. but like that's that was that was their science that was herbalism was their science and it was based in science it was just called magic because we didn't know that it was chemical compounds that were actually changing Mm -hmm. so you know people got burned at the stake for it (laughs) hey cletus come here and check this tomato to make sure that it is proper to go in our cauldron (laughs) yeah did you know that they used to believe that tomatoes were poisonous? Which is why they used to throw them at actors like Shakespeare and stuff on stage because they used to think that they would be poisonous. Is it just because they're acidic? People like no, bite into it and be like, the... sour. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're part of the deadly nightshade family, which is obviously deadly. But yeah, it's like a cousin of the tomato that is poisonous. Um... And so, yeah, they saw that people died from that and so that then they... Um, Try to eat tomatoes. Hey, let me eat this fruit slash vegetable at you and hopefully you'll die. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, that's what it was. So when you see like those uh, parodies of like, you know, in like a comedy movie or something when somebody's throwing a tomato at somebody on the stage because they're doing a bad performance, the history of that is because they were trying to kill someone. Oh my God. I'm going to take that (laughs) little piece of trivia with me from now on. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So is it time to get into Demon Slayer? Let's get into Demon Slayer before I start going on about more random trivia that I, for some reason, have stuck in my brain. I mean, hey, the description of this episode is already just going to be witchcraft. So, you know, do <laughs> yeah. as you please at this point. That's all it's going to be. Fuck everything uh, yeah. else we talked about this episode. Just witchcraft. Witchcraft. Crack uh. your eggshells. <laughs> uh. Get ready, because this week, 
We talk about cracking eggshells. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting conversation here. Oh my god. Anyway, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Mugen Train is mm-hmm. a film made by Ufoldable and it was released last year. Which, do do we even need to give the whole background spiel and everything this film has accomplished, considering we've already... Uh, how much have we talked about this film this year and last year? Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. Demon Slayer is officially the highest grossing anime film to come out of Japan. It has outgrossed uh, Spirited Away. It has outgrossed everything. The only thing it has not outgrossed in America is the original Pokemon film. Hmm. But worldwide, it has outgrossed every other film to ever come out of Japan. And nice. it 100% deserves it. Like, it's it's great. It's such a good film. It's really, really good. Yeah. So I I agree with it taking all of the awards in Japan last year. It, it 100% mm-hmm. deserves it. It was great. It was a fun time. You foldable? Great fucking job. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's on Funimation. If you haven't watched it, please, I know we've already went through this, but please, go fucking watch it. Do not sit through the spoilers, because this is a direct continuation of Season 1, and Season 2 will pick up immediately where this film left off. So if you don't want spoilers, go watch it, because spoiler chicken hats are going on, and yeah, Yeah. go fucking watch it. So, yeah, absolutely go watch it. So I will say that there is a trigger warning for suicide in this film. And it got a 8.75 on my anime list out of 10 and a 4.67 out of 5 on Anime Planet, which both of which scored higher than their season one counterparts. So on uh, my anime list, it got an 8.59 as opposed to the 8.76. And on Anime Planet, it got a 8.62 as opposed to 8.67. So the film ranked higher in both cases than the first series and by about the same amount on both sites as well. Mm -hmm. It is rated a 17 plus or an R, although in the ending credits of the film, I did see that it had PG-12 at the very end of it. And I don't know if that's like the Actually, it was was rated PG-13 here. Right. So that might have been what you caught instead of 12. I saw 12, which is why I was confused, because I've never seen that ranking, that that rating before. Because the PG which is rating why I remembered is it. American. It's 13. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, so I'm confused by that, but yeah. And it was rated PG-13 here. Although, okay, just, so, just because of the suicide trigger warning, like, I'm honestly surprised it didn't get rated R, because that, mate, that was fucking brutal. Yeah. I mean, so it wasn't, like, list, that brutal. Like, it wasn't Attack on Titan, like, somebody getting... Like chomped in half, brutal. But at the same time, like as somebody who has brutal. been there, that was yeah. brutal. Yeah, it's definitely something that needs to have the trigger warning on it. Uh, but on my anime list here, it is rated a R or seventeen plus for violence and profanity. So do keep that in mind if you have younguns with you in the room or whatever. If you decide to watch it, I would put them to bed first. Or <laughs> if you have youngins, just watch it sub. They can't read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the visuals are there, but you know. Uh, uh, it, it don't matter. They can't read. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I think that's all of the background information. So yeah, let's put those spoiler chicken hats on. Hats on. Hats on. Yatak. 
So we start off in the graveyard with um, Scarface. <laughs> Dude. Scarface. Dude, I can't remember the name the, of right The now. leader of the Demon Slayers, whose name I can't remember, nor will I ever remember. Yeah, who is, um, like, listing all of the names of all of the Demon Slayers that have passed while he has been um, in power, I guess. The leader of the Demon Slayers, which is, like, sad and heartbreaking and also, like... It's very emotional right off the bat. They hit you with those emotions. And it's very subtle the way that they do that. Mm-hmm. They start you off, but they start you off on like a low tone, which is very fitting for the rest of the film. Yeah, not only that, but holy fuck, the way they animated that graveyard in the area around like his palace. Yeah. May, that was fucking stunning. Yeah, well, Demon Slayer, I find as a series, has had a very. Um, like it's got a very unique animation style in the face shape and also in the bold outlines that they use. The outlines are not consistently thin throughout everything. Sometimes they thicken and broaden and thin down. And it it is a very, like if you see a character from Demon Slayer and you didn't necessarily know that they were from Demon Slayer, you could still place them in Demon Slayer because of the way that they are drawn. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say of this compared to the actual show the background mm-hmm. artists on this, like, they must have had an unlimited budget because they went ham mm-hmm. for the oh, most yeah. part. Yeah, that the opening scene where they were looking at those um, trees and it was just panning up looked real. Not only that, but, like, whenever they were showing the streams and stuff and, like, how yeah. they had, like, the little, like, subtle water reflections. Yeah. Like, it was funny because as much as I've been carrying on with my pc and gaming and whatnot i was like <gasps> they turned rtx on for this. Yeah. ray tracing is on but yeah. no like just the scenery and everything was just i have no words like that was mm-hmm. the most gorgeous scenery i've seen in an anime in a really long time like that was makoto shinkai levels of background work it's beautiful it's beautiful the detail work on the trees the bark of the trees was like like, since when do they paint on bark of trees? Like actual bark. Yeah, like. Like they. I know it was so. Oh, the initial go. impression, initial impression is ten out of ten on animation. As soon as that opening shot panned out, uh, up, it was just stunning. Not only that, but the sword skill animations or the breathing techniques, whatever the fuck you want to call them, in this were even like turned up even more. Mm-hmm. Like, they went ham, especially with Rengoku's fire breathing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And I will also say that I noticed that the the music in this in this film was incredibly well-placed. For instance, there was a moment where Rengoku is introducing himself, and the music builds, pauses when he says his name, and then picks up again immediately after. And it was one of those things that just completely set the tone of the scene, and it was just incredibly well done. And we also need to mention the fact that, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but 75-80% to 80% of the background music in this was the OPs and EDs from the mm-hmm. show, and even Homura from the very end. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I was showing you Rengoku's past, it was Homura, but it was just a low-key piano version. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I noticed that in theaters, I don't know if anybody else around me just noticed it but you know me i'm a big like music and animation person yeah so the second i noticed that i was like oh my god like how can they do this this is so good like just little subtle things like that like the music placement everything was just 
it was your line April levels of perfection of music placement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really uh, dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's for this. There's so many little Easter eggs and references to the first season, and I'm assuming that there's going to be, that's going to continue throughout. I hope it continues out through the next season that comes out. It, it, yeah, it was just such an incredible, uh, incredibly well made. Like it was, it just the puzzle pieces all fit in really, really well together, and the structure of this was was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then for so. the next scene, it literally picks up right where season one left off. You get a recap of Tanjiro and SK and Zenitsu like running to get onto the train and being scared about their swords. Yeah. So they hop onto the train and they like start going through. And Nosuke is losing his absolute shit over everything. He's like, oh, I'm inside the belly of the Lord. And Zenitsu's yes. just like, it's a fucking train, man. Yeah. And it was funny because Tanjiro's, like, you know, his hesitancy about the train from the first season was just immediately dead. Like, he gave no shits. He was just walking through the train after yeah. that. While yeah. Lenosuke was, like, just trying to throw himself out every window, trying to figure everything out. Yes. And then, Red Goku's introduction. That was a, that was a, how would you say, delicious introduction? <laughs> yes. Oh, my! <laughs> Um, yeah, so he, right off the bat, he's introduced as a very strange, um, like, almost annoying character right off the bat. Like, I feel like if you didn't know him, like, if you were going to this film blind, you hadn't seen the first season, he would be annoying right away. So, I have something to talk about with his introduction, but I'll get to it at the end because I'm not sure if it's a true spoiler or not. Okay. But there is a piece of samurai history that is just 100% like his introduction to a T. Oh, yeah. So I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah, we'll get you to that. Me don't, don't let me forget. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, we're introduced to him. And uh, pretty much right, up, right away, uh, Tajiro, uh, Zenitsu, and um, Inosuke ask him, to basically train them <laughs> or he like offers i guess but they create this bond right away between the four of them but more to the point between um tanjiro and and rengoku because of their fire connection and tanjiro wanting to know more about his father and his father's breathing technique oh my god that whole interaction i couldn't keep myself straight <laughs> just because yeah. tanjiro is just like so listen my father was really sick oh is that so but he knew, like, he knew about the Hinokami Kagura. And he was like, oh, is that so? Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, Rengoku's the best, man. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. He's just, I get how some people might find him annoying. I thought he was hilarious. Like, it was, it was I so I feel good. like that, yeah, I feel like that initial introduction, though, is kind of set up to implant him into your memory. Yeah, like, um, 100%. Like, that was... Like, like he's he's meant to be very obnoxious, just so that you like get a really strong initial impression. Mm-hmm. And then, but it turned into like I can never forget him as a character, just because of everything no. that they did with it, just because of the way that they like drove it home. But also, I love how this film wasn't even like necessarily Tanjiro's film; it was Rengoku's film. Yes, but like guest starring Tanjiro. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It, the film kind of reminds me of like a a backstory, like a backstory. So if it was like Tanjiro in five years or something, and then he's telling the story about how he used to have a friend named Rengoku, and this is the story that he tells. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the way it feels. Is like Tanjiro telling a story about Rengoku, and that's why Rengoku is the main character, but Tanjiro plays an integral part, but it still feels like it's coming from Tanjiro, but he's not the main character. Yeah. And I guess that's the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. And then after this, nap time. Yes. So the the god dude comes around. The conductor. The, thank you. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a um, name. He has a title. Well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And he's got his little stapler thing. Hole. What is it? Hole punch. He has a hole punch. And he's going to punch a hole in their tickets. And um, he does that. And it sends them all to sleep. Um, and then while they're asleep, some... Like children, I guess, young adults come along and they tie themselves to each of the four people. Nezuko's still in her box on the, like, I like how she just, he just use like, she is just luggage. Like, she's in the luggage carrier above. She's not, she, he's not keeping her, like, in a seat or next to, even though she's in a box, he still treats her like luggage. That makes me laugh a lot. No, she was, in the, such a, she was in the box in the seat across from him. I thought initially she was, like, up in the like above seat. No, he thing. helped a lady put up her luggage. Um, maybe I'm just like. But no, like she was sitting, like she was seated in the spot but across from. I, I kind of would like the idea of him put, treating her like luggage because that's a, such a sibling thing, and I know for a fact my brother would do that to me. But <laughs> I would do that to you. <laughs> yeah, see, sibling thing, like it works. But then again, I would do that with almost anyone. Like, no, you can't sit beside me. Sit your ass up here. <laughs> You get in the luggage rack. But it's um, cheaper to fly someone as luggage than it is to fly. Yeah, but they also die. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just no wear worries. an oxygen mask. It'll be okay. Hey, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then um, they're all connected from the, the demon on top of the train who is... Um, could, well, he's not controlling these these four people. He's like he's blackmailing um, them with dreams because obviously uh, they yeah. all have their own issues. But he can give them whatever kind of dreams that they want to have. Like that's his yeah. quirk or blood demon art is what they're mm-hmm. called in this. So essentially, um, he can put anyone to sleep, make them dream about anything. He can give them nightmares. He can give them like you know whatever kind of dream that they like truly want. Have whatever life they kind of have. Etc. Yeah. And so these people who have obviously had a very hard life are just wanting an escape and he can give them that. I assume he's obviously like teased that for them beforehand and so kind of got them hooked on it, addicted to it. And now he's using that to be able to get them to do his own bidding. So he has them attached to each of the four boys through ropes on each of their wrists and they are going into all four of their dreams individually to be able to slice through their dream wall to get into their subconscious to then find their like soul core to destroy the core um to then like destroy the person right mm-hmm. um so then 
we get thrust into Chanjiro's dream, where he is in a with his old family, with his with his family that passed away in the second season, in the first season. Sorry. See, this is where I feel like if you hadn't seen the first season, you were only watching the movie. This could become as a come as a huge plot point for you while watching the film because they don't explain what happens to his family until like the nightmare mm-hmm. <clears throat> that he's forced to have. So you don't know. You you understand that he's away from his family. You understand that there's tension there. But if you hadn't seen the first season, you wouldn't know what had transpired to cause such a strong reaction until that moment. And I feel like that could be like. You you could cry twice in this film if you hadn't seen the first season. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he's there. He's with his old siblings, um, and with his mom, and he's just going through everyday life like they were on the mountain. And he's his scar goes back, his clothing goes back, his hair gets pulled back in a ponytail, um, and and he's just living his ordinary life for a little while until he starts to get pulled away by his own subconscious telling him that he needs to wake up. Yeah, whenever he gets and dragged into the water because he sees his own, like, actual reflection, it's like, wake up! Yeah. That was... Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. So then he realizes that he is in a dream, but he doesn't know how to escape from the dream until he figures out that he can kill himself within the dream world. Or, like, his dad comes in the dream and says... um, you need to cut something. I think it's like something like that. You yeah, it's to... like there's something you need to cut. And he's like, yeah. don't be afraid. Yeah. Um, and so then Tanjiro realizes that the thing he needs to cut is his neck. He needs to kill himself to be able to escape from the dream. But can we also talk about before that how the reason he likes Arch to come back to himself more is because Nezuko headbutts his ass so hard that she splits her head open and then starts crying. <laughs> and he smells her blood and he's like, Nezuko's blood. And then she also then freaks out and, like, starts a demon flame burn, and it also severs the rope. So he's still stuck in the dream world, but he's not, like, connected in the same way that he he was beforehand. Mm -hmm. Not only Um, that, but can we appreciate how Nezuko went Super Saiyan and burned his ass to burn the rope? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was was great. Like, Nezuko, although she had just a small part in this, like, just... Like, stole the show of that point where she just headbutts him and then starts crying <laughs> over it because yeah, he technically honestly. made her bleed. She's so, so cute. Oh, um, so adorable. Yeah. And so then he's in the stream world. He He's just escaped from the stream world. And uh, and then we get, we get, like, glimpses of the other's well, dream worlds as well. We get a little bit more of Rengoku's dream than anyone's, of mm-hmm. him visiting his dad and then talking to his brother. Yes. But then yeah. you really get introduced to, like, the person who's inside his dream trying to cut his spiritual core. Yes. But what you really get introduced to is Rengoku choking the life out of her. Yeah, so in real life, he knows something is wrong, and so he like attacks her but he's still dreaming so he's standing up and he's got his hand around her throat and her pinned along against the side of the train whilst he is still in the dream world she is still in the dream world and and there's a couple important parts in his dream that are then referenced later that i think are going to be important for the next season um which i mean i know you know the answer to that because you've read feather in the manga so i will say nothing i I will (laughs) say absolutely nothing Although but, there is um, there is one part that they didn't 
show in the film that I really hope that they bring up later. Okay. Because I'm going to go ahead and say it because they should have shown it. Mm-hmm. But Rengoku gives Tanjiro his hilt off of his sword to take mm. to his family. And okay. you you don't see that. No. Which made me sad. Yeah, that seems like it would be important. Actually, like should be important. shit. Bradley, cut that out. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. That's a, that, uh, that, that's a spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, but there was the part where um, they were talking, like his dad was the previous fire flame hashira hashira thank you it was the previous flame hashira or like no one beforehand there was like one in between them because the one in between them then has a thing that is like important later that i think is going to be important the next season because of other things that are going to happen but we'll talk to the talk about that when we get further in the film yeah so then we get to see him uh, interact with his dad his dad's like a big old grumpy pants and his cute little brother who we love and we love supportive big brother although i'm really sad for little brother now because of what happened but like also good job big brother uh and we get introduced to his mom a little bit yeah now was it is it now or a little bit later no it's a little bit later it's whenever the fight at the end starts right okay uh but we know that his mom is dead in this Mm. flashback dream and Zenitsu's yeah, so dream. <laughs> Zenitsu's dream. Uh, uh, running with with Nezuko through like a foresty area. Him showing off his lightning abilities. And Nezuko can talk for one. Nezuko can. And yeah, she's like, and I, I can't, I can't swim. And Zenitsu's like, all right, climb on. And him just lightning ability, like jumping off of rocks. And I'm like, bitch, why can't you do that while you're awake? <laughs> His hot eyes the whole time. Oh, it was great. But then Nezuko's eyes, whenever she's climbing on his back, whenever they're just those dots. Yeah. yeah. That that just pleases me to no end. Like Demon Slayer's facial expressions, like all the way around, just make me mm-hmm. so happy. Mm-hmm. 100%. And then fucking Anosuke's dream. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> freaking train spider. Uh, so you have a giant train centipede. That's like the big bad of his dream. Yeah. You have Tanjiro. That's a fucking raccoon whose name is Monjiro. <laughs> you have Zenitsu whose name is, uh, fuck, what was it? Chuitsu? I think so, and he's yeah. a rat. And then you have Nezuko that's like short and is a bunny yeah. who he doesn't even yeah. know her name. She's just minion number three. <laughs> yeah. And like she's just marching <laughs> with him. Oh my god. It was it's such so... a trip. And then whenever it shows the people that were invading their dreams to get to their spirit- spiritual cores, like pretty much right yeah. after that. Sinitsu, yeah. oh my god, man. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he never really woke up around this whole No, thing. like, he didn't wake up until after the train fucking derailed. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, th- th- this then... man snaps on the dude, because it was the dude that got into his subconscious. And it's just yeah. dark. He's fumbling around, he's like, "What? why is it so dark in here? And then you just see, like, Zenitsu, like, as a ghost in the background, just, like, blinking in and out of existence, but getting closer and closer every time. Then he's, like, right behind him, basically whispering in his ear, and he's like, who are you? 
Why are you here? Where's Nezuko? What have you done with Nezuko? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to make you pay. And then pulls out this giant thing of fucking hedge clippers and just starts just nipping at the dude. It's so funny. And then Inosuke with his, um, uh, with. (laughs) He just goes full bore just chasing that girl through everything. Just there's just rocks. He's just climbing. His subconscious is just rocks. Like they're all entering past their dream world into their subconscious. It's just like either dark planes or it's beautiful or it's like some serene. I don't know. It's like the 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 visual representation of what their soul is supposed to look like. And his is just rocks. Oh my god! So did you? Uh, whenever you saw Tanjiro's subconscious. Did you not just immediately hear Unravel just playing in the background (laughs) from the OP of Tokyo Ghoul? Uh The second I saw that, I I just immediately hear TK serenading me in the back of my head. And I'm like, yes! But oh my god, that was so beautiful. His subconscious is just stunning, man. Yeah. I want to know what Nezuko's subconscious looks like. I too would like to know what that would look like, actually. Yeah. It's just Tanjiro. Tanjiro everywhere. It's just Tanjiro, yeah. Um, and yeah, so then they kind of all break out of their subconsciouses. Um, except for and, one. Mm-hmm, except for, except for <laughs> one. Uh, and then Rengoku is like, okay, I'm going to take the last five carriages. I'll protect them because there's 200 people on this train. I'm going to protect the last five carriages. Zenitsu and Nezuko can protect the top two, I think it was. Or the so last three. Seven or and last three. Tanjiro and Inosuke are going to go find the head of the demon. And if they can't cut off his head, then Rengoku will take care of it. Yes. And so, boy, oh boy, does Tanjiro and Inosuke give Sleep Demon a... Well, first of all, Tanjiro fights the Sleep Demon by himself. And he manages to cut off the Sleep Demon's head. Except for it's not his actual head because Sleep Demon has fused with the train. He is the train. And then the train train. turns into a fucking hentai. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Accurate. (laughs) There's there's no other way to put it. I was sitting there watching it with Tree and Noah and I was like, oh, this is like one of my Japanese hentais. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a Metal Gear reference that nobody will ever get. (laughs) But anyway, that that was... That was pretty much it. Like, tentacles start sprouting out of it and trying to eat the people. Nezuko gets wrapped up. And then Zenitsu, like the badass he is, like the second she gets wrapped up and starts being constricted, this motherfucker sprints from one end of the train to the other like a bolt of lightning and just cuts everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then just Uh, immediately passes out. Nezuko's like, the fuck? (laughs) The fuck? Yeah. Um, Zenitsu, honestly, if he's one of these characters that I'm like, if he was conscious when he was doing that crap, he would be as powerful as like Rengoku. But because he has such a small slither of time when he's a badass, then he's like one of the weakest characters. Okay. No, never mind. I'm not going to send that to you because I don't know if you want to see that. But they're, so in the final fight of the manga, basically like the big kind of war arc, because it's a shonen, Mm -hmm. even though it's not a war, you can't call it a war. Anyway, somebody Mm -hmm. has went in and fan animated the scene of Zenitsu being a badass while he's awake Mm -hmm. because of something that happens. And I was like, you have got to be shitting me. 
Like, it is for a fan to do that. It's one of the most stunning things I've ever seen. And they, like, captured it perfectly. And so I just want to be able to show that to people, man. But nobody's seen it. (laughs) Nobody's read the manga, so nobody's just going to get it. But it's so accurate to the manga that I can't do it because it's going to spoil it because it's Zenitsu being a badass. Do you think that's going to come out in the second season? Uh, No. So if my timeline of everything is correct, and this is just kind of me spouting nonsense because this is me we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Second season, third season, and they kind of have an option out of that. They can probably do one core of a fourth season or potentially do a movie for the final arc. Mm -hmm. Because the manga is completely done. There's no more. And not only that, but if you want my honest opinion, the last... Uh, the last section of the manga was really rushed. Okay. So, I think it's all dependent on how they want to do it. I would be totally fine with them doing either one core or a film, but I don't think they're going to get two cores out of a fourth season. So, it's definitely going to be in the last season, although I'm excited for what season three is going to be. Season two is going to be great, don't get me wrong, but season three is going to be a blast. Okay, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'm with you. But yeah, okay, so they're fighting on top of the train. Rengoku is being a badass in the back of the train. And then they realize that the big demon is also the train. So then they're fighting, and then they realize that the head of the demon, because of Inosuke's nose... um, Well, it's not his nose. It's his, like, beast sense or whatever. Beast sense? Okay, yeah. That you get to see in the spider village. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tanjiro can't smell shit because the whole train just stinks of demon. Yeah. Um, and so then they go to the, like, engine room. And they try and they realize where the spine is. So they try and, like, attack it and sever the spine. But it is taking, like, it took, like, all of their strength just to uncover the spine, let alone to, like, sever it. So then they try and do, like, a one-two attack. But all this time, these eyes are, like, popping out throughout the demon's flesh, um, which is the drain, and they are trapping Tanjiro into a dream, which then he is then killing himself, to then awaken, to then be trapped in a dream, to then kill himself, to then awaken, etc, 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 again and again and again. Inosuke is not being um, trapped in dreams because of his boar mask, where they can't tell what he's where he's looking. So um, he isn't getting trapped in the same dream because you have to have the eye contact to be able to be trapped in. Yeah. And also Zenitsu, like because of his sense, has the ability to tell where it's looking. So he also knows like where it's looking at him so he can avoid the gaze. Mm -hmm. But then in a stroke of pure badassery, so the demon tricks Tanjiro into thinking that he's going to put him to sleep. So Tanjiro is already ready to kill himself, but the demon doesn't put him to sleep. Yeah. And so Zenitsu just like tackles his ass. He's like, hey, now is not the time to kill yourself. We've got work to do. And I was like, my man. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But honestly, whenever. Yeah. So whenever I was reading that in the manga, I I was honestly curious because I figured like that particular predicament would come up at some point. Yeah. And I'm surprised it took that long. Me too. For that to happen. Like, it was literally right at the ass end of that fight whenever the demon came up with that strategy. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, that's, like, that That was obviously the first thing that I thought of. So I was like, maybe I should be a fucking demon. 
No, I w- I'm with you because I thought that that was going to happen because I thought that the demon was going to start putting him in dreams that looked exactly like reality so he wouldn't know if he was in a dream or reality and then it would end up tricking him. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Um, and so I was kind of waiting on that plot too. I think that kind of, that that um, trope, I guess, uh, was very visible to the audience. But we I, saw what was coming before he did. Yeah, but not even that. I don't even feel like that's an anime trope. I feel like that's a media trope in general. Mm. Like, I think the biggest thing to do it here recently was either, I think it was Endgame, whenever that happened, with the new, uh, or with the last Avengers film. Mm-hmm. I feel like Thanos pulled some shit like that. So I think that was probably why it was still kind of fresh on my brain whenever I was reading the manga. But Maybe, I was like, yeah. I think that's a more common trope than what people realize. Yeah. Yeah, I I do think it was it was definitely very visible to the audience to see that that was going to happen. But I also think that that necessarily wasn't a bad thing because it increased our um, like apprehension. Like we kind of knew what was going to happen. So then we were like, well, don't be stupid enough to fall for that, you know? Yeah. And so we it kind of like made you tense while watching. Mm-hmm. So then Tanjiro are... uses his Hinokami Kagura. Yes. And shit hits the fan. Yeah, shit hits the fan. So Zenitsu and or not Zenitsu, but Inosuke and Tanjiro finally like get their shit together after Zenitsu keeps uh Tanjiro from killing himself. Well, at the same time, the conductor's like, oh, I want to have my dream. So he goes and tries to stab Inosuke, but Tanjiro, being Tanjiro, like, pushes him out of the way and gets stabbed in the abdomen himself. I think it might have been his kidney. I'm not 100% certain. Looked like his kidney. Anyway, so he, he gets stabbed, but he manages to fight through it because, you know, main hero bullshit. And he uses his Hinokami Kagura while Zenitsu is going through and slicing eyeballs. And he severs the spine, but because he used the Hinokami Kagura, he can't move. And not only can he not move, but since the demon turned into the train, the train goes fucking batshit crazy and flies off the rails. Literally. Yes. Yeah. So then, kind of out of nowhere, when everybody is, like, crashed and, and crap's happening, we get Rengoku coming over to Tanjiro saying, hey, like, do your breathing technique, you need to seal the wound. So he does the breathing, breathing technique to seal the wound, but he's still not healed, he's just stopped the bleeding. And then, kind of out of nowhere, what what number was it? Upper? So the upper three. Right. Demon. Just kind of appears sort of randomly, I guess. Yeah, like, and... so it gets mentioned. Like, you finally get to see a silhouette whenever the lower one or the trained sleep demon was mm-hmm. talking about like after he finally killed tanjiro like muzan would give him enough of his blood to be able to challenge one of the upper six mm-hmm. and so like his outline was basically outlined the most prominent mm-hmm. and so then boom azusa appears and he tries to punch Tanjiro, but Rengoku's like, nope, not gonna have that happen. And then one of the most beautifully animated fight scenes I have ever seen happens. Yeah. Oh my god, this was oh, was so pretty, mm-hmm. so good. Again, like I wish weekly shows could have this kind of animation budget. Yeah, like I was yeah. in love. It was so good. Yeah. So Rengoku and the demon are fighting, and. Yeah, uh, so Rengoku and the demon are fighting, and Inosuke and um, Tanjiro are both watching, but they can't 
interact with it because, well, Tanjiro can't really move. But also, like, they're moving so quickly and they're so efficient and they're so good that they both know that they would only be a deficit if they were to try and help. So they just are kind of stuck watching everything that's happening. At the same time, Zenitsu and Nezuko are kind of, well, they're passed out <laughs> by the train, but like, yeah, they're people that are helping like everyone, all of the passengers try and, and live and everything. And, and so this demon is trying to get um, Rengoku to become a demon because they, he wants to fight him for forever and ever. And he's such, it's been a, such a long time since he faced someone that was so powerful that he wants him to become a demon so that then as a martial artist himself, they can train together and fight together and, and be martial artists for eternity. And and he can like always have like a, a partner in crime. Um, obviously, Rengoku doesn't want to do that because he doesn't want to be a demon. He doesn't want to be immortal. He doesn't want to sacrifice his humanity for that. And and so then this kind of like conversation of persuasion and just complete shutdown happens throughout the entire animation of them fighting, whilst obviously Tanjiro and Inosuke are both watching on. And then... <clears throat> Obviously, with this being an upper three, and even though Rengoku is a Hashira, like, the Azusa is just immediately healing with everything. And Rengoku is getting the absolute shit beat out of him at the same time, no matter how much damage that he inflicts onto Azusa. So, I believe he has his eye crushed, his lungs punctured, and a, like, his ribs broken. Mm-hmm. But this man is still killing it. And then, can we just talk about how big of a badass? Because we see in the first season that Giyu has developed his own breathing technique in the water breathing. Well, yeah. this man, Rengoku, not only did he develop his own breathing technique, but he named it after himself because it's just that badass. <laughs> yep. Like, dude has a breathing technique that's basically just a fucking dragon just charging oh, yeah. straight at the dude. Mm -hmm. And just that whole speech where he's like, set your heart ablaze and go beyond. And I was like, please, plus ultra, give it to me, please. Right, yeah. We didn't get so... it, but I was like, I, I don't care. It was uh, just just that whole bit. Like, did that not give you chills and like get you pumped? Oh, yeah, 100%. And then we also get a flashback um, to him talking with his mom when he was very small, mm -hmm. where he, um, she's dying, his mom's very sick, and she says to him that the reason why that he's stronger than the other children is because he has a duty to protect the weak. And, and she tells him she loves him, she says that she doesn't have much time left, and that he, she knows it's a big responsibility, but she knows that she, he can handle it. Then she tells thing, him you know? to, like, make her proud. Yeah, and uh, all throughout this, she's got a very, like, straight face, and then she cries. And then the fight ensues, and he gets, like, a power-up boost from memories of his mom. And he tries to attack again, but he is obviously so internally damaged and, and injured that he just can't keep going. And then the sun starts to rise, so he grabs a hold of the demon, and he doesn't want him to get away, because obviously the sun burns the demon's... And he's trying to trying to keep him there, and he won't uh, he won't let him leave. And so that's when Tanjiro starts running towards him because he's going to try and help and like behead the demon whilst Rengoku has got him like trapped. And then he calls Tainosuke to jump in as well and try and like help too. So they're running towards the demon, 
um, while the sun's rising. At this time, my brain is going, get Nessica into the box. Right? You too? <laughs> yeah. Like the second the sun gets mentioned, but not only that, but whenever I was watching it, like you see after the train has crashed, that like you just see a little bit of light on the horizon. By the way, animator, subtle touch. I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. More of that, please, in anime. Like especially if light is a plot point, every mm-hmm. little bit of lighting is paramount. And that, mm-hmm. that was genius because of how quickly mm-hmm. that fight technically took place in real time. Even yeah. though like it was like a 10 minute fight in the film it only took place over i'd say like 45 seconds to a minute in the like real time maybe Maybe. just a subtle bits of light difference kudos Mm -hmm. amazing also rengoku got turned into a donut not happy (laughs) big sad yeah big sad but Um, this man like while he's trying to get away from everything also rips off his arms to run away because since rengoku like so whenever Azusa, like, he punches straight through Rengoku, mm-hmm. and Rengoku, like, just flexes his abdomen muscles, and he's like, uh-uh, like, you're not getting out of there, but at the same time, he goes to, like, punch him in the face, mm-hmm. so he would let go with the sword, because at the same time, even though Rengoku is impaled, he's still trying to cut off the dude's head, and is, like, halfway through. Mm-hmm. So instead, he's like, fuck it, I'm out. So he snaps the sword that's in his neck to keep himself from being decapitated and then just breaks off both of his arms at the elbow so he can get away. Yeah. So he is running away into the forest and Tanjiro is screaming after him that he's a coward and that he, why do they always have to fight demons in the nighttime when it's their advantage? Like, why can't they fight during the daytime? And that he's a coward and, and all this kind of stuff. And he's just like, screaming and then because he's upset obviously Rengoku is going to die and Rengoku then calls him over and they have a conversation where he just basically says I believe in you can you go to my brother and tell him you know give him the well as you said the the, the thing that I don't know if we should talk about or not um <laughs> and um and can you go to my family and whilst you're there there is a Hashira Hashira's journal or like papers instructions or something from the previous Hashira who was a flame Hashira he might have more information on your father so you should go there as well you'll get something out of it yourself but also please go to see my my brother um and he also told Tanjiro to like tell his dad to take care of himself but also important plot point for later Tanjiro uses his flame breathing one last time while he's chasing after Azusa and yeets his katana Straight through Azusa. Yeah. I make that a very specific plot point because you bet your ass the first scene of season two is going to be fucking the swordsmith chasing Tanjiro's ass down. (laughs) Interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I don't think it's a spoiler to say this, but he refuses to make Tanjiro another sword for a while. Oh, wow. Like, he just gets a letter that says, no sword. Oh, wow. I think, if I remember correctly, it's been a little while, but for some reason, I think that's it. Or it's just a note that just says, die, 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 all over it. That's funny. Um, Oh, it's a great time. So, whilst Rengoku is dead, (laughs) once he dies, the emotions of this point is kind of like, 
and confusing because they try and make it a lot more lighthearted by having Inosuke act like an idiot, basically. Well, before that, though, because we didn't, I don't think you talked about the scene with his mother appearing in front of him, like, as he's Oh, dying. no, I didn't. Yeah. So, whenever Rengoku is talking to Tanjiro, like, whenever he's basically finished up everything he has to say, that you see, like, the camera shot kind of change a little bit you just see his mom kind of like appear behind him with like the sun glistening and everything the camera effect they do is gorgeous on this it's Mm -hmm. stunning anyway and like rengoku has like an internal like conversation with her and he's like i hope that you know i lived up to your expectations and the difference they made in the manga and the film in the manga she tells Rengoku that he did well. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the film, she said, you made me proud. Oh. And that subtle difference is what broke me. Like, I probably oh. would have just sat there in the theater and sniffled a little bit. You know, just because I'm a sappy bitch whenever it comes to crying with anything with anime. Yeah. But then whenever she said, you made me proud, I lost it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, it's just such a subtle change, and nobody that hasn't read the manga would get it, and I'm assuming people that actually read the manga probably wouldn't get it. Yeah. But it, like, that shattered me. I was like, that is a beautiful touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, uh, she smiles as well, which is the first time we get to see her smile as a character, which is very different. And, and then Rengoku's smile. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like... It's like she's welcoming him to the afterlife and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like sad and my stomach is growling. Stomach chan. Stomach chan. <laughs> can can uh, we can we get like an enamel pin made of like a stomach with like the same happy face that we put on prickles? We could do. That oh like my god. Idea. Oh, and it could have like stomach chan lettering on it just since it has to be like round or some shit. Yeah. Yep. Oh Sounds my god. Good to me. That that would be amazing. We need this. We need this to happen. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, it's like super emotional and sweet and uh, sad and there's a lot of feelings that happen during this short time period. And then Inosuke being the fucking comic relief where he's like, he wouldn't want you to cry, but but you're crying. And then he proceeds to, for one, headbutt the shit out of Zenitsu, but then two, like, as he and Tanjiro are sitting there just wailing, like, Zenitsu's just, like, bonking him on the head, like, taking out his frustration. Yeah, like, let's go train. Uh, yeah, Um, and he's, like, trying to drag him away so they can go train, and then you see the crows go off and tell all the other Hashira about what happened, and that, too, like, broke my heart to see, like, how all of them reacted differently. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, then we end the movie the same way that we started it with Scarface. I don't remember his name. I'm never going to remember his name. Uh, saying that he's not sad that um, Rengoku died because he is going to be joining him soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's and that's that's the end of the film. And it's like a super sad, like the whole film is just kind of takes a mellow note. You get moments of warmth and kindness and happiness and but the whole film consistently throughout is on this this like blue tone Mm -hmm. all the way through not only that but homura the official theme for the song is basically just saying goodbye and thank you Mm -hmm. and that broke me too it's not just because lisa did it although because lisa did it it makes it that much better 
but fucking hell, that's such a good song and just as fitting as could possibly be mm-hmm. for the film. Yeah. So, what is your overall rating and thoughts and vibes? Nine and a half. Nine and a half? Nine and a half. I would give it a ten, but the awkward, like, CGI animation on the hentai stuff was, kind of took me out of it a little bit. Not the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, animation, stunning. Music, stunning. I cried. Obviously, crying gives it, like, an automatic eight and a half points. But the yeah. humor was well-placed. Even Inosuke, like, if it wasn't Inosuke's character to do that kind of shit, it would have taken me out of the moment with him, like, being the comic relief right after Rengoku died. Yeah. But it wouldn't be Demon Slayer if it didn't, like, anything else, you would probably let the sad moments breathe. But because it's Demon Slayer, it doesn't give you time to sit and dwell on those things because there's always more and more to come. Because yeah. as soon as that happens, Tanjiro's not crying. Because Rengoku's dead, although that's part of it, he's crying because he's like, well, fuck, I've worked this hard to figure out everything else that I figured out. But now there's that much more of a gap between yeah. where I am and where I need to go. Yeah. And so it's just the story of a character who has lost everything, but is still doing everything he can to move forward. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a beautiful story and everything else going on around it. Nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am giving it an eight and a half. I know, I know. <laughs> don't yell at me. Uh, half, half. Here's the thing. I'm not going to yell at you for giving it an eight and a half because that's your own mm-hmm. personal opinion. However, I am going to yell at you for giving it an eight and a half because you're being basic and going along with the ratings of everyone else. My, yeah, maybe. But like, <laughs> I, also, I wrote eight and a half on my notes before I looked at the ratings of everybody else. So. Doesn't matter. Basic. Anyway. Fine. But the reason why I'm giving it an eight and a half is personally because I feel like some of the characters fell a little bit flat in the context of the film. In the sense that, like, there was no character development for Tanjiro Nezuko, Zenitsu, or Inosuke. I disagree. In what way? Tanjiro obviously had his character development there at the end. Because he's obviously, instead of being stuck in the moment, like like he's, you know, growing because he's obviously trying to think about where he wants to go from here. Okay, it's okay. So Tanjiro, I'll give you that. He goes Nezuko only appears briefly. I'm gonna shut the fuck up before I spoil something for later. Within the film, al- although she doesn't have growth here, I will say her arc is coming. Okay, so Fair we'll enough. get back to that. But I feel, and also Zenitsu, Zenitsu and Anosuke will both have their growth. Anosuke uh, mm-hmm. actually gets his in the next arc. Okay. So he'll get his in season two. So I feel like for the sake of the film, the on- the only two people that needed to have their moments were Rengoku and Tanjiro. I understand that, but if you take the film as it is, as a whole, as an entity, and you don't take into account the series or what's coming, and you only look at the film, some of the characters fell a bit flat because of the fact that they are based on being as part of a series, you know? But so- from season one to here... There is growth. Absolutely. But in the context of the film, there isn't. Yeah, but this film is canon. It's a direct continuation. I know. But it is also a film that I am critiquing as a whole. So. No, you are critiquing it as a film, not as a whole part of the series. Yeah, I'm critiquing the film. The film, there is no character growth for those characters. But they are also side characters. I understand that. But like, I wanted more from them. They fell a bit flat. 
<sighs> I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> I quit. I'm done. Find somebody else to put up with this shit. <laughs> Nobody else will. You know that. We're stuck with each other. All right. This is the last episode of B&B Anime. I've been Brad. <laughs> it's been nice. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Lies. Lies. Oh, so much lies. This bit probably won't even make it in for all I know. (laughs) You never know. Uh, But yeah. Who knows? That's my thoughts. I mean, I get it. There's part of me that kind of wants to agree with you. But Mm -hmm. there's just so... There's so much to like about everything. Oh, yeah. And it was... 100%. Like, it's a film that I can watch over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. It literally felt like I was watching... Six episodes of the anime, just without the stopping for OPs and EDs. Mm-hmm. Like, it truly felt like just a direct continuation. And if it... W- <sighs> yeah, if it wasn't for those animation flaws, I probably would have given it a 10. Yeah, I can understand that. Just because those animation flaws, like, took me out. Mm-hmm. They took me out of it a lot, actually. Like, I don't know if they bothered you as bad as it bothered me, but it bothered me a lot. I definitely did get hentai vibes. I yeah. 100% did. I, and in my brain, I was like, oh, this is weird. Which, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Like, by all means, like, give it hentai vibes. I've seen Food Wars. This is fucking nothing. However, just the way it was animated, the way that it was, like, very, like, 3D, I just yeah. made it kind of disgusting to look at. And I guess that's kind of what took gross. me out of it. Yeah. Like, if they had just, like, made it suit everything else, but also, thanks to having the conversation with a friend of ours about, like, how they do their animation and stuff, mm-hmm. one thing that did bother me is that it really felt like 2D characters in a 3D environment. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's how they do their animation. They build, like, a 3D world, mm-hmm. or, like, 3D environment, and then put the characters in it. But if I didn't know that, I wouldn't have, like it wouldn't have clicked. But because I know it, it was like that glass shattering mm-hmm. effect, you know, to where it's like my perception of reality is destroyed. Yeah. Which again, I'm not docking points for that because that doesn't bother me. Although I notice it now and I think it's cool just to know how they do that animation. That doesn't bother me. But oh my God, mm-hmm. the tentacles, that bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> on the outside of the train, on the inside of the train, it wasn't that bad. No. But I think it was just because the coloring they chose maybe to where it was just like so like, prominent outside of the background and everything that it was disgusting Mm -hmm. okay fair point but yeah and plus i gotta find something to give you shit about you you put up with my nonsense you put up with me falling asleep before we could record this last night so you know yeah that is true i got fell asleep on me yeah you know we were supposed to record at 11 the night before we were recording this now or nine o'clock her time whatever the fuck anyway and i passed out at like 8 30 Mm-hmm. I hadn't slept. No. So not not technically my fault. My fault for not letting her know, but also not my fault because I fell asleep. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Too uh, much. <laughs> too much. Yeah, I, I only wasted like 30 minutes of your time last night. It's fine. No, it was actually really chill because I was just like on my phone reading a book while I was sitting there. Because that's what I do. Because when I, when I Oh, like, that's up, how you managed to finish a whole book by this. You just read while I was chilling and asleep last Actually, night. I had finished that book by that point. I read the book Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, I see. Yeah. That and then I got sad because I finished it. So you ordered another one. So I, I went directly to Chapter's website and ordered the second book. So I ordered a thing this week. Oh, yeah? I ordered one of those Japanese rice cookers that sing to you. Oh, fun. 
I'll let you know how I like it, but apparently it cooks rice perfectly, and also, for how much I spent on it, it had better fucking cook rice per- perfectly. Yeah, you better let me know. I, I I've never know. spent so much money on a kitchen appliance before. However, I will let you know. How much money was it? 150 bucks. Oof. However, they had more expensive versions. Yeah, I bet. Like, they had $500 versions of this rice cooker, and I'm like, why? It's rice. Yeah, like, I have a KitchenAid mixer with, like, fancy dough hooks and stuff, and that, I'm sure, was fairly expensive when we first got it, but Uh, I was underage at the time, so I didn't pay for it. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, those KitchenAid mixers are like three or four hundred dollars. However, mm. they last for fucking ever, so I get it. I was gonna say, yeah, I we got that when I was like 15. So, um, I am now not 15, and therefore it has been around for a while. I know, now you're old. Now I am old. I, I can't say shit, I'm older than you are. <laughs> you are older than me. That's just instinctively where my brain goes, it's like... Quick, find something to throw at her that's witty. And then I'm like, fuck, wait, I'm older than her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Ooh. But yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, that's all I got. So cool. you can you can find the absolutely lovely Blue on, twi- or on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender. She doesn't stream now. She may stream again later i don't fucking know anyway she also has an instagram and twitter at blue lavender stm because you know things have to be different however if you want life updates art updates all that other fun stuff you can find that there also she has an instagram for the bestest dog tilly at the best tilly bean where you get adorable doggo photos more often than you get anything else True. Yeah, and if you like Brad, you can find him on Twitch at Bradcast Gaming. He has a fun GTA roleplay shit going on, so be sure to check that out. And he also has an Instagram for himself at Bradcast Gaming as well. He also runs our Instagram and Twitter for the podcast at BNB Anime. We're BNB Anime on all of our social media. So if you're curious as to whether we're on a social media site, just search BNB Anime. If we show up, we're there. If we don't, we don't have that platform. <laughs> Easiest way to do it. And yeah, uh, we have a YouTube channel as well where we have fun things coming. Uh, I talked to Brad about it. There's, we've got ideas. And uh, that's at BNB Anime as well. We also have a website at www.bnbanime.com where we have all of our archived episodes as well as links to your favorite listening platform for easy download. We also have background information on both Brad and I, links to our IMDB pages for our voice acting if you're curious about that. And artwork stuff is also on there as well. So hit us up in those comments on either the website, the YouTube channel, or in those DMs on any of our social medias to let us know your thoughts and opinions on the show today or on any of the previous episodes of the podcast let us know your thoughts let us know if you if you have a recommendation of something that we should cover in the future and um let us know if you think we're complete idiots because i've said this before and i'll say it many times again we do not know what we're talking about when it comes to um actual making of anime or reviews of animes we're just doing this because we're two idiots that love anime and we both very much enjoy voice acting so that is one thing that we can kind of talk on because we have careers in it uh, but like everything else, we don't really know what's going on. We just like to discuss and and start a topic of conversation about it. So yeah, let us know your thoughts and opinions on that. That everything? That's everything. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week, Rising of the Shield Hero? <laughs> Question mark? Question mark. Possibly. I don't know. Uh, I had a migraine last week, so we didn't get last week's episode out. So we have one in the bank and we're trying to figure out where we're going to place it. So 
Yeah. So you will either get Rising of the Shield Hero or you will get Big Wind Up Season 2. What will it actually be? Find out next Sunday, I guess. We'll but until see. then, we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.